the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. It's Sunday and time for the Fish Community Lighthouse. Shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore. Hello, this is Beth Bacall. Welcome to a Fish Community Lighthouse. We're about to speak to the Executive Director of the Good Samaritan Health Centers of Gwinnett, Mr. Greg Lang. Hi, Greg. Hello, how are you? I am really honored to get a little time with you so we can hear the story about all the wonderful ways that you are keeping people really healthy and giving them an opportunity to get some good health care in Gwinnett. Can you tell us the story behind the Good Samaritan? Sure, I'll be very happy to. Well, of course, the Good Samaritan is one of the most popular parables in the Bible, and it is the inspiration for the founding of our ministry. We opened our doors in the summer of 2005, and that occurred after a number of physicians in the Gwinnett community volunteered to host a health fair during a day of service. As they were offering medical advice and doing what they thought were going to be just cursory checkups, they began to realize how many citizens in our community were uninsured, especially among the immigrant population, that they were in fact not really well. They had chronic diseases that had not been attended to. So they were moved by that to start a medical ministry, and that was our origin. We began just a few hours a week originally with four employees and many volunteers. And today uh, we are open six days a week. We have 50 employees, and we see about 30,000 patients a year. That is a lot of good health that you're offering people. Wow. Yeah, we've had significant growth, and we started out with only four exam rooms, and today we have 16 medical exam rooms. We also have 12 dental chairs and employ three dentists. We're the largest charitable dental provider in Gwinnett County. Uh, So we've had tremendous growth. We've been blessed because of our uh, commitment to serving the kingdom and doing so in the name of Christ, and everything that we have today, we credit to God's provision. And we have been busier year after year, except for this year. We did have a slowdown because of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, but we expect to rebound and we're happy to be doing this work. I was going to ask how COVID has affected you. Do you do any COVID testing or are you staying away from COVID? So, 
speaking candidly, we were bold in our ministry here. We believed in the hedge of protection of Christ, and we continued to see patients from the early days right through to yesterday. Uh, we're seeing patients today as well. We never slowed down. We continued to provide uh, medical care to anybody that came to the door. We even provided dentistry throughout this time, and dentistry is one of the most dangerous positions that someone could be in um, during a pandemic because you're working right in the mouth of someone, of course. So we continue to see patients and we offer uh, COVID testing and we've tested a little more than 1,500 people here in our parking lots. Uh, We have a tent set up outside uh, for that. And we're providing the COVID testing free of charge. And those people that are sick and need follow-up care because of the infection, we're helping to coordinate services for them if we can't provide it ourselves. That's very brave work that you are doing, sir. Thank you for that. Well, we, we really felt committed to continuing to serve. I mean, just as the parable of the Good Samaritan shows, you know, you, you cross the road to take care of somebody. You don't think of your own convenience. And um, even though we had initial fears about how dangerous this might be for us. All of the staff were willing to continue to see patients in a hands-on care manner instead of converting to telemedicine. So our doors have remained open. You know, we do things a little differently because of the virus, but anyone that wants to see us is still able to get inside. Mm. Well, God bless you for that great work. Your 15th anniversary video shows how how this began with a prayer at your goodsamgwinnett.org website. Yeah, it, it is so telling of how this organization got together, and it was a church group, a, a men's discipleship group that included these physicians that talked about how they could serve their community. You know, the health fair event that I mentioned earlier was the beginning of everything uh, that we have today. We pray with our patients. We start every day in devotion. We spend 15 minutes uh, in the Word and in corporate prayer. Uh, we pray for our volunteers. And we pray for students. Uh, that come through here for training. It's just, you know, a very essential piece of who we are and what we do. Consider it the foundation of all the things that we have here. You weren't the only one that had an idea to make sure Gwinnett had great health care. When this all began for Good Samaritan Health Centers of Gwinnett, a few different people had the same idea all at one time, and that's not an accident. Oh, not by any means. We don't think anything that has happened here has been by accident. It's all a design. You know, when you think about our origins, Uh, They were very humble. We were in a very old building, 4,300 square feet, 27 parking spaces. We have outgrown that significantly. Uh, Today, we've got 25,000 square feet and nearly uh, 100 parking spaces. When you look at a nonprofit organization that's been able to grow like that, you have to give credit to God for it because our business plan is to lose money. I mean, we, you know, the services that we offer, they're sold to our customers for far less than it uh, costs us to actually provide it. So we're in an up, upside-down situation throughout the year, except for the blessing of donors that are brought to us by um, the body of believers that want to support what we do. It, it's just very humbling to me to uh, look at how uh, much we've grown and how much more impact that we can have today versus where we were even 10 years ago. It's wonderful to see how God has very much equipped you and has you in this specific space. You say that uh, the Good Samaritan Health Centers, that you're a charitable organization, and I can only imagine 
How many people have come through your doors who have just had a life-changing experience, just getting some good care? Do you have one story in particular? I know you can't name names per se, but could you just share one story about how somebody came in, they weren't turned away, and they got the medical help that they had so desperately needed for so long? Well, uh, I'd like to tell you two stories if I can. One regarding a patient. We had someone come in that was, um, unfortunately, in the end of their life. The gentleman was in tears. He was in pain. His family members brought him here. It's ordinarily someone that we would not have seen because we don't typically offer pain management services. But we had compassion on this man because uh, he was at the end of his life. So we did help him uh, in a, a way that would free him from pain. And we prayed for him before he left. And within three days, he passed away. But his family members came back to see us to tell us how much it meant to them. And they wanted us to pray for them again because they were inspired by that encounter and uh, wanted an opportunity to be prayed for because they realized they had moved away from uh, the church but were inspired after that visit with us to uh, revisit uh, the church and to become closer to God, and they started that with asking us to pray for them one more time. So we were very pleased by that. But the second thing is the story is about our work with our students. We mentor graduate-level healthcare students, and we're one of a, a very few sites that still do that today. A lot of students tell us that they can't get mentorship or externship opportunities elsewhere because of the COVID epidemic. But we, we train them and help them to graduate. And very often when they hear it, this is the first time they've been immersed in a Christian environment and never have they heard in their training that it's okay to pray for a patient. And they witness us praying for patients and uh, are so often inspired by that that they want us to literally teach them how to pray for people. And we've had students tell us that it was a life-changing experience for them to be here, not just because we trained them medically, but because we opened their eyes to um, their spiritual life and the understanding that it was okay to uh, provide a medical or a dental service to your patient and take them by the hand and pray for them before they left. And I, I'm really rewarded by that. That's when I'm I really believe that we are truly raising up future missionaries and sending them out into the world. Wow, what a privilege. You provide care with prayer, and you're also coaching and grooming and growing caregivers that will give great care as well. That's exactly right. It, uh, we, we have a multifold mission. Uh, we're happy to pursue it. We feel very blessed to have this work out before us. you really got both parallels working. You've got patients that are getting great care, and you are grooming fellow doctors that are going to continue the legacy that started with the prayer 15-ish years ago for the Good Samaritan Health Centers. That's that's a lot of fruit there, sir. That is a lot of fruit. <laughs> Thank you. We like to think so. And, um, you know, it, it are tempted now and then to boast because we have seen so much happen. But, you know, we uh, remember to stop for a moment and, and reflect and give credit um, to God for all the things that have happened. And like I mentioned earlier, we've had so much provision. It's just unexpected. We've grown so exponentially uh, when we didn't realize that um, this would ever happen. When we looked down the road 15 years ago, we thought we would stay a small shop staffed mostly by volunteers. 
but to be able to employ 50 people today uh, just really speaks to how much we've enjoyed God's blessing and how high he's lifted us up for doing the work that we do in his name. Amen. Can you share a tiny story just about provision? Yeah, so we we are charitable instead of free. We do charge small fees to our patients that's typically a 75 to 80% discount compared to what a insured retail customer would pay for that service. And um, we we want the patient to have some responsibility for the care. We don't want them to believe that it's free because we really don't want customers for life. We believe in a development model, and uh, that is that we want to put responsibility on our patients that they have to stand up to, and they can only do that by uh, becoming gainfully employed or contributing something of value to us so that um, we can help them. And collectively, our patients are paying us enough to cover nearly 70% of our expenses, which means that we're a very sustainable organization. Even during a recession, we still have enough cash flow that we can continue to provide the services that the mission offers our community. But that other 30% is uh, provided to us by donors, and we're in constant pursuit of people that love what we do and believe in us enough that they would make sacrifices for us. And we have um, churches, businesses uh, owned by uh, believers and, of course, individual believers that support us. But because we do grow every year, we need additional provision every year. And and, uh, we are in the search for people that uh, would like to come alongside us and support us in such a way that we could keep our fees as affordable as they are for the patients that we serve. Greg, what are the steps that a potential patient would need to take should they seek out dental care or some mental health care or a, a medical issue with the Good Samaritan Health Center of Gwinnett? It is um, very simple. We have only one criteria to become a patient, and that is that you would be uninsured. So um, assuming that that individual is uninsured, they just call us and ask for an appointment. Uh, Take walk-ins every day, but we prefer to operate by appointment. We're able to get medical patients uh, an appointment within 48 hours and dental patients generally within a week. Even though we have three dentists who are working full-time, that is a high-demand service, so there's a little bit of a, um, a wait time for dental care. Um, But after you make that appointment, uh, we will do our very best to take care of you as long as you have a a medical condition that uh, we can attend to. So we do primary care in some chronic diseases, but we're not a surgery center um, and we're not an infusion clinic or a dialysis clinic. So there'll be some things like that that we'll have to refer out. But uh, for the most part, we want it to be as easy to get in as possible. So we don't have citizenship requirements. We don't have city of residency requirements. We only require that you be uninsured. We want the doors to our church to be as wide open as we can get them so that as many people who want to flow in can come inside. That's incredible work. Good, Sam Gwinnett.org. That's good. 
samgwinnett.org. That is the website for the Good Samaritan Health Centers of Gwinnett. If you need some care, if you know somebody who needs some care, or if you want to watch their 15th anniversary video and just see the hand of God blessing Gwinnett and Atlanta, the state of Georgia with this great Christian charitable clinic. You can also find them on Facebook, the Good Samaritan Health Centers of Gwinnett. Greg Lang, thank you for allowing God to use you in such a mighty, mighty way. It's an honor to be used uh, to advance the kingdom. It truly is. I love this work. No doubt. That's Mr. Greg Lang. He is the executive director of the Good Samaritan Health Centers of Gwinnett. If you are in need of medical care, dental care, mental health care, interested in perhaps learning how to give that care as well, log on to goodsamgwinnett.org, goodsamgwinnett.org, or find them on Facebook. Thank you again, Greg. Have you any parting words for fish listeners who are getting so inspired by your story? Uh, The last thing I'll offer is that you don't even need an appointment for prayer. If you want to swing by for some inspiration, just come in and say that you need someone to pray over you, and we're happy to do that. That's so perfect. You've been listening to the Fish Community Lighthouse, shining the light on different parts of our community while also helping to keep you and your family safe. It's a public affairs presentation of 104.7 The Fish, WFSH, FM, and HD, Athens, Atlanta. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. Oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. You will carry me safe to shore.